Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your two-game winning streak, New Jersey Devils. And as always, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I really, really do uh, appreciate it a lot. And uh, I know that I'm not the best at being consistent this year, um, but I promise you that I'm continuing to put out as much content as I possibly can uh, for you guys, whether it's podcast episodes, writing, social media work, whatever. Uh, really going to continue to do the best that I possibly can. And I appreciate everybody being so understanding and supportive. Also, by the way, if you guys are checking out This episode and all the episodes on YouTube, which by the way, if you haven't yet, make sure you go subscribe to the Devil's State of Mind podcast on YouTube, just Devil's State of Mind podcast, and you'll find it. You can check out the video formats where you can see my lovely face and everything that I'm showing you. Uh, I know I'm wearing an orange sweatshirt, Devil's Play the Flyers tonight uh, in Philadelphia, so why am I wearing this? Well, I'm actually wearing a William Patterson uh, sweatshirt, William Patterson University up in Wayne, New Jersey. Um... A little bit of a personal personal news that I shared a couple weeks ago, but I'll share with all of you. I'm actually going back uh, to college to finish my degree, studying communications. Um, a little bit more than halfway towards my degree, so I'm really looking forward and excited to finishing my degree and earning it. It's a big accomplishment that I want to have in my life, and I'm going to be attending William Patterson University while I'm doing that. So if you got, if there's any uh, WPU alums or people who are going there as well, Shout out to you and thank you everybody for all the kind words you've given me over the past couple of weeks, um, starting in uh, January. So I'm looking forward to getting that underway. But 
Back to the action here. As always, shout out to our wonderful sponsors for not just the Hockey Podcast Network, but of course, the Devil State of Mind Podcast. We got SeatGeek, Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase for any sporting event or concert uh, event as well. DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon, both using our promo code THPN for DraftKings. You use it when you sign up to get in on all the cash prizes with all the awesome sports going on. Raycon, buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off your orders. The best listening earbuds and headphones at half the price of the other major brands. And of course, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And when you use my promo code Devil State, you can get 10% off your orders. They have some really delicious wines, but What's really cool about them is that their labels are all Devils based, several different one of them. I would highly recommend it if you can buy it as a present with the Christmas uh, season, holiday season right around the corner. It's the perfect gift for the Devils fan in your life. So shout out to all of our sponsors for sponsoring THPN and the Devil State of Mind podcast. So here is how today's episode is going to go down. So we're going to start like we normally do. We're going to recap last week and, of course, a little bit of what we've seen this week because we had some drama going on back on Tuesday night at The Rock. It was absolutely phenomenal. Devil's currently on a two-game winning streak, which is so weird to say because I, I, I don't remember the last time we won two in a row. It's like it's been a, it's been a uh, tough year so far, I think. For the New Jersey Devils. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the injury bug that the Devils are unfortunately facing. They did uh, call up a player who could be making their NHL debut uh, tonight in Philadelphia against the Flyers. Devils also made a minor trade with a team that they just played uh, back on Tuesday. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then lastly, we'll just quickly preview the next two games for the Devils in Philadelphia. And then tomorrow on Friday, they'll be back at home against the San Jose Sharks where they could face a familiar foe in net for the Sharks. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we'll get rolling and drop the puck with again. First topic, really just kind of recapping what we've seen over the last couple of games for the Devils. And we'll start with last week's loss against the Detroit Red Wings, a 4-0 shutout in Detroit at the hands of the Red Wings, which, by the way, Patrick Kane yesterday signing a one-year deal with the Detroit Red Wings. He actually did skate uh, with the team for the first time. It was, ironically, at Madison Square Garden where he was part of the Rangers last year. He did not play, but it sounds like he will be playing very, very soon. Uh, but anyway, the Devils... I would say, honestly, this was probably the worst game I've seen them play all year. They had no energy, really no life. Nothing was nothing was rolling for them in that one. It was just a really, really disheartening loss and really kind of a pathetic loss in many ways. Uh, the game started off pretty good for Vitek Vanacek. Um, yeah, I thought he was strong. He made a couple of really good saves. But he ended up proceeding to give up three goals in a minute 12 second in, in a minute 12 and the devils went from no score to being down three nothing after one period of play uh they gave up a fourth goal in the second period on a power play and that was pretty much it um simply put not much from the devils vtech had another bad game just to put it bluntly and 
because the Devils got shut out, it's the first time that they've been shut out since April 24th of 2022. So the end, the last game of the 2021-22 season when they were shut out by the Detroit Red Wings in New Jersey. So the last two times the Devils have been shut out have been at the hands of this original six club. So you knew at some point it was probably going to happen. Um, I don't think it was a streak that anybody was really thinking about until you probably got towards the end of this game and realized that the Devils were probably going to get shut out. Um, and I think it was well-deserved. Again, I, the Devils did not play well. They had no business winning this game. And quite frankly, they got the crap kicked out of them. There's no other way to put it. So, yeah, again, just a really, really disheartening loss. And especially coming off of what had happened against the Rangers, you were hoping you would get a little bit of a you know boost, especially with Jack Hughes back in the lineup and everything like that. But it clearly was not uh it clearly was not going to be the case. And really it was just one of those losses that you really start to feel a little bit more concerned and a little bit more like, where is the fight? Where's the fight in the dog? Why are these guys just laying down and just letting the Red Wings do whatever they want? But yeah, no, it was just a bad loss and a bad game overall. Probably at this point the worst game the Devils have played all season long. So then we shift to Friday night, or excuse me, Friday afternoon. It was a 3 p.m. start at the Rock against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, really quickly, I wanted to say that I was in attendance for this game thanks to my good friend David Decker, who gave me his extra ticket. Really appreciate it as always, my friend. Uh, he and I actually ended up going to Hobby's Deli for the first time. Hobby's Deli is a big delicatessen in Newark uh, that... A lot of Devils fans have gone to. It's it's very Devils-based. You can clearly tell when you walked in. And I had the chance to meet the owners and experience it for the first time. I absolutely loved it. The food was amazing. Uh, the people were so friendly. Uh, so shout out to Hobby's Deli. I'm definitely looking forward to going back again. But yeah, it was a 3 p.m. start time. And this game felt like a 3 p.m. game in many ways. Um, as it ended up being a 2-1 to loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were on a losing streak up until this point, and the Devils really just kind of almost picked up where they left off uh, in the loss to the Detroit Red Wings. They were at least able to score a goal, but again, just not much from the team. Akira Schmidt got the start in this one. I actually felt like he played well and wasn't the reason that the Devils lost this one. Dougie Hamilton was absolutely atrocious defensively in this one. Uh, both goals were pretty much on him. Uh, the first goal, just pass it to the slot. Dougie's once again not in his defensive position, and that ends up happening. And then you give up a breakaway goal for a guy who was – you know, who scored his first goal of the season. And again, Dougie just way out of position, easily letting a breakaway chance and not much you can do there. Like I said, the Devils were able to get a goal in this one, but ultimately it just didn't matter as the Devils dropped a very disheartening loss at home to the Lonely Blue Jackets 2-1. to one. And it really, that to me felt a lot more like a low point in the season that I thought maybe we would get there a little bit with the loss to the Rangers and blowing a one-goal lead in the third to lose the way that they did. But I think losing to the Blue Jackets, who clearly are not good and clearly um, are struggling mightily, to lose to them at home, of all places, was one of those where you felt that it should have been an easy win and the Devils 
just didn't. As uh, again, Kira Schmidt stopped 26 of 28 shots. I f- I feel like of late he's been playing a lot better and should be earning a lot more playing time. Um, and with this loss, the Devils had now lost six of their last seven games. Clearly one of the most struggling teams in the NHL. Um, and even with uh, the next two games we'll talk about, there still are concerns. And I'll get to them in a little bit more detail in just a minute. But yeah, nonetheless, a, a really, really dis another really disheartening, even probably more than the um, the loss to the Red Wings. Uh, this one was just really, really bad. And luckily for the Devils, they were able to uh, remove themselves and forget about that game as they played the following night, Saturday night, again at home, this time against the Buffalo Sabres for the Devils Hockey Fights Cancer Night, which is a very special night for myself and many other people who unfortunately have had family members or even for some uh, have been personally affected by the the, the horrible disease in, in one way or another. And this was a special night to honor those type of people, honor those people. And it was a wonderful night. I got to see so many friends, uh, people who have been huge supporters of me in the podcast. Um, and I was really, it was an absolutely lovely night. Um, I got to where I, I have a devil's um, hockey fights cancer jersey, which is very special to me. I just love that night. That's one of those games that I try to go to every single year. And the Devils made it even more special because they were finally able to get back in the win column and play the way that they're capable of as they came away with a 7-2 dominant full 60 minutes of action win over the Sabres. But the big story from this one prior to this game was that Nico Heischer, as you can see from the picture here on the screen here on YouTube, Nico Heischer finally returning to action after being out the last couple of weeks. He was removed from the IR uh, before this game started. And then he was one of the first guys to come out on the ice for warmups. We still weren't sure if he was going to play, but halfway through warmups, it was confirmed that Nico Kisha would be making um, his return to the lineup. And you could tell that the Devils uh, players, coaches, and certainly the fan base fed off of that. And they came out with their probably best game of the entire season. They dominated from start to finish. They were just relentless up for nothing after the first period of play. They just never let the Sabres um, have any sort of get, you know, going here. Nico Heischer actually finished as the first star of the game. He got himself a goal and a rebound in his return. He also added an assist. So great night for the captain. Tyler Toffoli with another multi-goal game. Now up to 11 goals on the year. Brat, by the way, Jesper Brat, on one of the assists that he got, reached 300 career points, which he is now um, sixth on the list of total points for a player in his draft class, which again, for him as a sixth-round pick, is just phenomenal. So congratulations to Jesper Bratt, who I believe currently has 301 points on the year. Got to double-check that, but... He is he is continuing to rack up some milestones. So congratulations to Brat. The one the one one of the few knocks I guess from this game, uh, which is an ironic, which is a, a specific knock, is that Eric Hall did leave the game with an injury. He is still dealing with that injury currently. He will not be playing tonight in Philadelphia. So 
you know, we'll see what uh, how long he's out and, again, what he's currently dealing with, we don't know. One of the best things that I saw was at one point the Devils had more goals than the Sabres had shots. Through two periods, 40 minutes of this game, the Sabres had a total of six shots on goal. Six, which was absolutely phenomenal from a defensive standpoint. The Devils outshot the Sabres 38-12, to including 18-3 to in the first period. Now, Alexander Holtz who continues to step up his game and is certainly having a little bit of a breakout right now. He scored a goal that was goals in back-to-back games. He scored the lone goal against the Blue Jackets. He's now up to sixth on six on the year. I think this is a kid that can finish between 15 and 20 if he continues to, to score at this rate. I really, really feel he's starting to come into his game in the NHL. We did have a really awesome moment where Brendan Smith, who has played the last couple of games as a forward, and I should add, has points in back-to-back games since being a forward, decided to take matters into his own hands against Connor Clifton, who, the last time Nico Heischer played, uh, injured Nico Heischer. Connor Clifton, CBA guy. He's from the central part of New Jersey, so he had a lot of family for this game. And uh, yeah, Brendan Smith decided that he was going to uh, duke it out a little bit with Connor Clifton, kind of dragged him down. Not really much of a fight, per se, but it got the crowd really rolling. And Connor Clifton even said after the game, that was uh, that was deserved. I understand why he had to do it and everything like that. And uh, Connor Clifton, I think, had a minus three or minus four plus minus rating for this one. So uh, I, think, I think justice was served. Um, in many ways for this one, but you know, that was a great thing to see. Brendan Smith starting to get a little bit more likable with Devils fans. Again, he's gotten a couple of points. He's played a lot better as a forward. Now with a couple of more injuries, I think he's probably going to end up having to play defense again, which is not ideal, but I hope when everyone's healthy that we see more Brendan Smith as a fourth line guy as a forward, because he does a lot better as a forward than playing as a defenseman. So it's, it's interesting, but Overall, this was a much-needed win for this team, and um, you're hoping that this could be kind of a launching pad for this team to kind of really turn things around, get back to playing at the level that they're capable of, and going from there. And so, yeah, overall, it was a really, really good win for the Devils, and um, again, you're just hoping that they can, you know... You know, continue to roll here. And again, I remember Nico Heischer saying after the game that this is exactly what we're talking about. This is exactly what we're capable of doing. Jack Hughes said the same thing. You could also tell how much Nico Heischer means to this this Devils team. They say, you know, he's our energy guy. He's the guy that gets us going. And getting him and obviously Jack Hughes now back in the lineup with still a couple of injuries, but nonetheless getting those two guys back, so far you can tell has really gotten this team energized again and getting back to playing at a level that they certainly are capable. And again, I don't think they've come even close to reaching the level of consistency that they can get to. And again, it it requires this team getting healthy, but also making some adjustments on their defensive side and really just being aggressive I because I on the offensive side because I think the goals are going to come. And you've seen it from the last couple of games, the last two games specifically, the goals are coming. Now, Let us shift to arguably one of the most dramatic games. I think certainly the most dramatic game of the season so far. And that is the Devils come from behind 5-4 win Tuesday night, this past Tuesday night at the Rock against the Islanders as the Devils now are 2-0 against the New York Islanders so far this season. Now, the Devils came back from down 4-2 
in the third period to win this game in regulation. I had the chance to go see this game, so I've been to the last three uh, Devils game, Devils home games, which is great. I love that I've been able to uh, get the opportunity to go thanks to some friends. I mean, really do appreciate it from everybody. Um, this game was one to one after 20 minutes of play. So I was like, okay, it's a pretty even game so far. This is what we're seeing. Vitek Vanacek was in net uh, again for this one as he was in the last uh, two games. But the second period, the Devils imploded. They imploded. And it was a mix of poor defense as they gave up a breakaway goal to Matt Barzell. And Vitek Vanacek was horrific again. There is no question about it. Um, and because of all that, the Devils went from being up 2-1 to one early in that um, second period, thanks to a goal from Dawson Mercer. Uh, they ended up, by the end of this period, being down 4-2. to two, uh, And Akira Schmidt did come into relief uh, towards the end of that second period. Um, and it was definitely one of those things where it was like, well, I guess we're back to... You know, not playing, not playing well, and you, you, all the good feelings that you had from that dominant win over the Sabers kind of went out the window. And saying, "Geez, we're really gonna start this week with a uh, with a piss poor loss at home to the Islanders, another uh, home loss here." But I just had a hunch that the Devils were gonna come out in the third and really show what they're made of, and they did. They dominated the third period. There's no question about it. Outshot the Islanders. 15 to 6, and again, just complete domination. They came out right away and just put pucks to the net and really, really threw the Islanders for a loop. They struggled to keep up. They, they you know, Sorokin made some really good saves, but you could tell the Devils were just going to continue to pepper him. And eventually, they were able to find a breakthrough. And it started with Jack Hughes all alone on the right side, one, one time shot off the post and in beating Sorokin to get his seventh of the year. That made it four to three, just about five minutes or so into the period. Later on, much later on, a lot of different penalties being thrown around. Devils eventually get to a four-on-three power play. You knew that this was the time to tie the game up. Jack Hughes takes a shot, and Nico Heischer, right place, right time, standing right in front of Sorokin, knocks the puck on a rebound into the net to tie the game up at for his fourth of the year. Goals now in back-to-back -back games for the captain. And that tied it up. And the place was up for grabs at that point. It was tremendous. And then it was about, what are we going to do? Are we going to find a way to get a late goal here? Or are we going to have to take this one to overtime? Before that, we had an awesome moment where... Basically, once again, Brendan Smith decided to take matters into his own hands. He dropped the gloves with Anders Lee. Don't know if that was more. A Anders Lee actually admitted after the game this was more he was trying to get his team fired up, and he asked Brendan Smith if he wanted to throw haymakers. And, oh, boy, we had a bloody fist fight as Anders Lee was just covered in blood. He stuck out his tongue, which was, like, one of the funniest things you'll ever see. It was, it was absolutely hilarious that he stuck his tongue out like that. Brendan Smith was definitely cut up a little bit. Both guys got five minutes for fighting. They were going to sit for most of the overtime if it had gotten to that point. But it was just another wave of energy and excitement that the team was getting from that. And the Devils fit off that because with 23 seconds to go in this one, as you can see from the picture, 
Curtis Lazar, kind of backhand no look. He's able to squeak it past Sorokin into the net, and the Devils take the lead with just seconds to play in this one. I thought it was Holtz that tapped it in, but it was Curtis Lazar with his fourth of the year, continuing to be a major valuable piece to this Devils bottom six. The Devils were able to hold on for the last 23 seconds and come away with their first major comeback of the year, down two goals in the third to not only win, but win it in regulation, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and snatch away both points from the Islanders in this one. A big Metro Division win at home as the Devils have won now two in a row, and they'll look to try to get it to three with the game tonight against the Flyers. Akira Schmidt, great job in net. Wasn't tested a lot, but when he when he did... He's locked it down. He stopped all eight shots that he faced, and in my opinion, should actually get the start against the uh, against the Flyers tonight in Philadelphia. And this is a win that you hope could define this season, that this team could really start to turn it around and get back to the level that everybody expects them to be at. And again, back-to-back wins and a dramatic start to the week. And... The only net downside of it, well, the two downsides were Dougie Hamilton did not finish this game. He picked up an injury at some point in this game and did not return. Um, and it's not certain how long he'll be out. He might play tonight. We don't know. At the, at the time of this recording, we, we don't know if he's going to play uh, in against the Flyers tonight. And Vitek Vanacek, at this point, guys, his confidence is gone. He doesn't have any. He clearly is... Uh, down in the dumps. He doesn't believe in himself. I don't think the team really believes in him right now. And we're hearing a lot of rumors that Fitzgerald is looking at the goalie market. It's time. Whether that means, you know, Akira Schmidt's got to carry the, the load moving forward, which honestly, I think he's earned it with the way he's played of late. Um, I don't think Vitek Vanacek is going to be on this team much longer. Uh, and when I say much longer, I mean it's possible that he finishes the year with us and then next year he gets cut or whatever. He'll have one year left on his contract after this season. Um, but yeah, it just it doesn't feel like VTech is get is gonna get back to any sort of uh level that he was at last regular season. It looks like he's just continued from last year's playoffs into this year. I don't know one game where I would say he was good. I mean, he was okay against the the Sabres, but we scored seven goals. So did we really need, you know, tremendous goaltending? We only gave up six shots through four through um through 40 minutes, and he still gave up two goals. Whether they were on the power play or not, he still gave up two goals. So yeah, I mean that's it's it's time. It's time to end the VTech Vanacek experiment. I just don't see it improving moving forward. And um you need to make changes. I don't know what that is. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but Something needs to change. Uh, we're getting to that point now where Fitzgerald talked about it, 20 to 25 games to evaluate your team. It's now time. You need to you need to change. You need to change in net. And you do need some help on the back end as well. There's no question. But clearly in net, VTech, he needs, he needs a break. He needs, I don't know. But I just don't think it's going to continue to work out in New Jersey. And that's the sad part because he really had a great year last year and really was a big reason we had the year that we did, but he also was an Achilles heel towards the end of last year in the playoffs and certainly so far this season. So we'll see, but that's just my thought. And uh, the devils play back-to-back games starting with the flyers tonight. And then the sharks 
tomorrow at home, and we'll see how Lindy Ruff decides to go with his goaltenders, uh, at least in these next two games. Now, let's shift over to the Devils making a minor trade earlier this week. Very, very minor trade. Um, as on Sunday, this past this past Sunday, uh, the Devils traded Tice Thompson to the New York Islanders for forward Arnaud Durando. I probably totally botched that name. Uh, I do apologize up front. Uh, Durando will report to the AHL um, with the Utica Comets. I think he's already there with them. Might have already played in the game up until this point. Uh, he currently has a goal and three assists in 12 games this season with the Islanders AHL affiliate in Bridgeport. Um, now with Tice Thompson, um, yeah, the experiment, I guess you would say, call it that, is over. He really never got going because of injuries and, you know, not getting a lot of playing time because of that and struggling to find a role. He is the young, he is uh, the brother of Tage Thompson of the, um, of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and yeah, I think it was time for Tice to find a new opportunity. Maybe with an older Islanders team, it gives him a better chance to crack that lineup as a younger guy. Uh, for Durando, he's more considered to be a physical forward with some really good passing abilities, which I think is what Utica was looking for and what the Devils were looking for and just having some depth in their forward uh, core and just having it that way. So I think that's really what the Devils were looking for here. Uh, since making his AHL debut during the 2019-20 season, Durando has appeared in 179 career regular season games with uh, 112 points, 49 goals, 63 assists, all with Bridgeport. So he's been pretty much an AHL lifer up until the point, up until this point in his career. Last year, Durando had a really, really good season at Bridgeport with 24 goals, 31 assists for 55 points in 68 games, which considering the uh, comments are struggling a little bit with scoring right now, I think this could really help them for sure. Uh, he also played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League with the Halifax Mooseheads. And his time with the Mooseheads overlapped with two of the Devils' current forwards, and that is with Timo Meyer in his first uh, QMJHL season and Nico Heischer in his second year. So he does have a little bit of familiarity with some of the Devils' top guys right now. And again, Talking about it for Tice Thompson, just the injuries uh, slowed his development, and he really did struggle to make some contributions. He currently has no points through a handful of games playing down in Utica. He has scored 50 career points in the AHL with 15 goals, 35 assists. Uh, he is two uh, AHL games away from reaching 100, so that will be a nice milestone. And he has played from 2020-2021 to obviously – parts of this season, all with the Utica Comets. He's also played in 11 career NHL games. He got his, uh, he has one, his first and only NHL point. Um, and that's pretty much it. It was an assist. So yeah, Devils just making a minor deal. I don't know why the Devils and Islanders had to announce it. I feel like this should be something that like the AHL teams announced, but it doesn't matter here or there. But, you know, I wish Tice Thompson nothing but the best. It's unfortunate that it didn't work out. I, had some high hopes for him coming out of Providence. I felt like he was really uh, somebody that could low-key be a sneaky guy that we really um, we really can develop. But again, with where the team is and how everything's going and his lack of staying healthy, um, it just wasn't going to work out. So we wish him nothing but the best. And we look forward to seeing what the Durando can do in, in however long he's uh, with the Devils organization. Maybe we see him at some point during the year. Who knows? But nonetheless, Devils make that little bit of a uh, of a minor trade. Now, 
Next thing I wanted to talk about is the Devils dealing with the injury bug. This is something they've been dealing with all year. They have yet to really be at full strength uh, other than maybe like the first game or two of the season. And the, the most recent one, as I mentioned before, is Dougie Hamilton, who is currently dealing with an upper body injury that he suffered at some point during the Islanders game. I don't remember when it was, but nonetheless, that is what he's currently dealing with. Uh, and again, Lindy Ruff said that it's uh, not sure. Uh, if he's going to play tonight and, you know, we don't know what the significance of it. Lindy Ruff did say after the game against the Islanders that he the injury was bad enough where he couldn't continue the game. So, who knows? Uh, Timo Meyer, who's still dealing with a lower body injury it's that he still uh, is dealing with from that loss to the Winnipeg Jets a few, uh, few weeks back. He has been practicing on his own. He is still not yet at the point where he could practice with the team. So... We're still going to have to wait some time for that. Eric Hala, as mentioned, lower body injury for him, injured in the win over Buffalo. Still not sure of his timeline. It might be a day-to-day -day thing. Who knows? And then Tomas Nosek, who this is the second time he's been on the IL so far this year. Uh, the IR, sorry. Um, and uh, I know that it's pretty much a concussion from the hit that he suffered from Jacob Truba, which was clean. I have to admit it. It, it was clean. It, you know, it was just... Didn't keep his head up, and it sucks because I think Nosek has done pretty well in the short time that he's played um, with the Devils, and I think he's a really good fourth-line guy, especially as a face-off guy, so I'm hoping that he can get back to full-strength ASAP. So yeah, the Devils are dealing with some injuries to some pretty main guys for sure, um, and because of this, the Devils did actually make a call-up to the um, to from, from Utica, a name that a lot of people had brought up. Um, several times. I know Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com and James Nichols as well of New Jersey Hockey Now had mentioned this guy. Um, you know, there, there was there was a lot of lot of uh, belief that this would be the guy that would get called up, and that's exactly who the Devils called up, and that is Sam LeBurge or Samuel LeBurge uh, was called up Wednesday morning um, to, from Utica to travel with the team to. Uh, 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 Philadelphia, and there's a possibility that he could get into the lineup tonight and make his NHL debut. He did sign a one-year two-way contract worth $90,000 at the AHL level and $775,000 at the NHL level with the Devils. And as mentioned, he has yet to make his NHL debut and he could have the opportunity to do so in at least one of these two games coming up against the Flyers or Sharks. Now, through eight games so far this season in Utica, he has a goal, two assists, and three points. So, decent amount. And I wanted to read to you really quickly what Utica Comets head coach Kevin Deneen said on why LaBerge deserved a call-up um, to the Devils. He said, quote, LaBerge immediately left an impression on us with his intensity, the way he plays, his skating ability, and the small little things that make a huge difference for a call-up. So, you know, he's a guy that certainly has some traits that kind of fit into what the Devils want to do in terms of their forward core. He's a guy that you'll probably see on the third or fourth line of the Devils play. Um, he will be wearing 79, so we'll have another uh, guy who will wear, that we could say, we could cross off the list of uh, numbers that we've seen a Devils player wear in the NHL, in a regular season game at least, so... That'll be interesting to see. And uh, if he does make his NHL debut tonight, I would hope that the Devils will let him get that rookie lap uh, for him. So, yeah, so the Devils did make a, a call up, a guy who I think has definitely uh, earned an opportunity to come up here and play. And we'll see, uh, we'll see if 
and when uh, he can make some contributions and helping this team continue to get back to their winning ways. So yeah, again, Samuel LaBerge gets called up from Utica and um, now he's with the Devils for at least the immediate future. I think that's uh, I think that's really the way we can look at it. And last but certainly not least here, guys, again, wanted to quickly look ahead to at least just the, the, the next two games that I've mentioned about 40 times on this episode. But nonetheless, do want to share them with you here. And so again, you see here, Devils are taking on the Flyers tonight, 7 o'clock. You can check it out on MSG, uh, MSG Networks. Um, they will be one of two games on MSG tonight as the Sabres are playing. But nonetheless, Devils taking on the Flyers. Again, pretty big opportunity because I'll show you the standings really quickly while I while we uh while we have everything up here. You look at the standings right now. The Devils are currently sitting at sixth place or tied for sixth place with the Penguins. If the Devils can find a way to get a win tonight, they will then jump the Islanders and then jump more or less jump the Flyers into fourth place, just a point beyond the Washington Capitals with an opportunity to get two more points at home the following day against the San Jose Sharks. So this is a really good opportunity to kind of jump right back in to more of the top tier of the Metropolitan Division. Again, if you look at it, the Devils from second place to sixth place is only five points. Um, obviously, losing the first two games to the Capitals is not going to help the Devils matter. But again, still fairly early in the year. Um, and this is just a good opportunity for the Devils to kind of continue to get wins, continue to rack up points, and just kind of get themselves back into a position that uh, that they need to be in. So, yeah, again, really good opportunity against another Metropolitan Division uh, opponent. You, you beat the Islanders. Now you get your first crack at the Flyers this year, and uh, hopefully the Devils can, uh, can get themselves a third straight win. And then, like I mentioned before, the Devils will be at home the following night tomorrow, Friday night, at home against the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks are also playing tonight, and it looks like Mackenzie Blackwood, former New Jersey Devil, um, will be in net for the Sharks tonight. Uh, the Sharks did say that there is a chance that uh, Blackwood could also play tomorrow. So if he does, he will make his first appearance since uh, being you know, traded and then signed to the San Jose Sharks. Um, and I wonder if the Devils will have a tribute video for him. He did play a considerable amount of time in New Jersey and how the fans are going to react. But uh, I'm sure Blackwood would love the opportunity to play in that game. Um, again, Sharks still a, toward, still at the bottom of the NHL, but have been playing a lot better than they did earlier this year when they lost like 10 plus in a row. Um, so the Devils can't take it lightly. But first, they got to worry about the... Um, they got to worry about the Sharks. And then the Devils go on a four-game uh, Pacific Division road trip at uh, at Vancouver. First time we'll see all three Hughes brothers play against one another. Then two nights later, they're in Seattle against the Kraken. Then a 4 p.m. next, uh, not this upcoming Saturday, but the following Saturday night, 4 p.m. in Calgary. And then the following day of 4 p.m. in Edmonton. So when I look at that, especially with the way Vancouver's been playing up at this point, I think you have a couple of really good opportunities to rack up some wins. Kraken have been struggling. Flames are, you know, you know, playing relatively well, but you know, they're certainly not great. And the Oilers have been struggling, but never count out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um, so yeah, the Devils. Uh, we'll have some road games. They'll have a long road trip next week. So uh, Friday will be kind of like the last time you'll see the Devils at home until the 13th when they're at home against the Boston Bruins, who are once again playing very, very 
well. So on that note, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And as always, thank you guys so much for taking some time today to check this episode out. I know this is a pretty late episode, especially because it's towards the later part of the afternoon. But nonetheless, I do appreciate you guys checking out regardless. I checked out the Spotify wrapped, by the way, um, for the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And I'm over the moon. Um, just thankful for everybody and all you guys have done um, to for the support. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to go follow the podcast on social media, uh, Facebook, Devil State of Mind, tw- uh, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and then Twitter as well at Devil's State. And also, again, make sure to leave a like on this video here on YouTube. Also, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified every time a new episode comes up here on YouTube. And also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Apple, Spotify, Google, all of that good stuff. And if you're on Apple or Spotify, make sure to do me a favor and go and give me a five-star rating on either. Really helps out the podcast tremendously. So, again... Thank you guys so very much for checking out this episode, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the awesome people that you are, and as I always say, make sure to rock on, and let's go Devils.